Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we jump into this week's episode, uh, we want to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, if you do not have a Twitter account, you can make one. They're free. Uh, you can also ask us to follow you. So if you want more followers, there you go. Um, and also, if you can you know, give us a rating on whatever... Uh, thing you use to listen to podcasts subscribe to us tell your friends to subscribe all of that stuff that you do for every other show you can do that for us i'm, I'm just saying that's it's an option you're, you're allowed to and today we are talking about season two episode 12 of daredevil the dark at the end of the tunnel which originally premiered on march 18 2016 and as always here's a hastily written summary In a flashback, we see that Elektra has been a murderess since she was a child, and Stick has been trying to control it since then as well. In modern day, Daredevil stops the two of them from killing each other, but the hand arrive and kidnap Stick. With Frank apparently dead, Karen tries to quit the Bolton. She is convinced by Ellison to stay and uh, change the article she was writing from an expose to a profile. She interviews Schoonover, but realizes that he is the blacksmith. Castle arrives and murders Schoonover, despite Paige's pleas. Um, Daredevil and Elektra find Stick, with Elektra still bent on killing him. However, they are confronted by Nobu, who reveals that Elektra is the Black Sky, the mythical leader of the Hand. Elektra considers accepting her the position, but Daredevil convinces her to choose her own destiny. And she instead helps Skip, Skip, Stick to escape. Damn, I was so close to doing it right. <laughs> Can we just call Stick Skip for the rest of the time? And that was right. <laughs> I think so. I think that that sounds fair. Change of proof. All right. Okay. Canon. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start off with our fast facts. Woo! On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? All right, Al. What's your fast fact? I don't have any. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you every single time, just so you know that. <laughs> I will keep that in mind now. So I, I'm always going to have to show up with a fast fact. Hopefully yeah. it'll be about the thing we watched. But yeah. I'll, I'll remember um, that starting next week. I've got... Uh, Two more fast facts than you do. Uh, one of them is superhero landing number 68, which is uh, Daredevil jumping into the tunnels or the sewer for the first time when he's going to look for Stick, which is pretty cool. The lights hanging over him. It looked pretty <laughs> cool. My second fast fact was something I actually don't have a note for, but we decided last episode that I'm going to define the title of the episode every time. <laughs> so okay. the dark at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's the opposite of the light at the end of the tunnel. And they're in the tunnel, and when he gets to where he's going, it's still dark, because he's blind. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, like, it's the hand, because the hand is evil, and evil is dark, but okay. You know what? I was literally thinking that 
But then I thought of a funnier reason before I finished the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, and that is how you speak well, you know, in front of groups, right? You like realize something better halfway through. And there you go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it works 100% of the time. It works 75% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think I messed that one up. Anyway, I wasn't going to call you on it, but all right. (laughs) I mean, either way, it actually works. Yeah, I think either way it doesn't numbers. make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> all, uh, right. all right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was our fast facts, and that was the fastest our facts that ever um said. I was trying to get another word that starts with an F. <laughs> the all fastest right. our facts have ever been fasted. Facted. Nope. Okay, right. so to our heroes. Hmm. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero, like a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what, because that's what heroes do. Uh, Who we want to start with, Matt, Frank, or should we start with Frank or Matt? Uh, uh, let's start with Daredevil. I, I like starting with him. It, uh, like I think I've said this before. I like starting with their most heroist hero and then working our way down. Yeah, I think the word's heroic, but we're not going to get mixed up with our words anymore. I called stick skip. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So uh, I don't know if you wanted to start with anything on him or. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, Skip gets kidnapped right after the uh-huh. fight. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Dar- or Electra says she's going to find him and kill him. So Matt, in a sense of urgency, he goes to check some stuff out in his office. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does that the next day? Like, he must go home yeah, and it, nap, right? Because it's, it's morning the next day. It is Fonda morning. shows up. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if we were really to map this out, you know, to watch every episode individually and take notes about it, we could map out how much Matt actually sleeps, and it's probably less than two hours a night. Yeah, that's the problem with so many TV shows, right? A lot of things happen at night, and you're like, okay, well, well what time is it? Like, right here, we know it's summer, right? Because they were talking about that at the beginning of the season, which was like yeah. three days earlier or something. We have no idea. But <laughs> um, so that means it's probably not dark until, I don't know, 8.39. Um, so... He's probably not even out until ten. So I guess mm-hmm. how, how long is he actually out doing stuff? And then he's you know gets home. He's got the adrenaline running, so it's going to take him some time to fall asleep. And I'm sure, he falls asleep at like three, four. So yeah, possibly. Or his adrenaline runs out of him as he's climbing home, and then he's just so exhausted. I'm surprised he changes out of his daredevil suit. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, he just fall, like passes out as soon as he gets in. Yeah, I think that's actually more likely. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was joking. He he goes to the office to yeah. talk to find the sewer stuff, and luckily, oh, yeah. luckily, um, uh, Foggy is there to help him with it. Which you know, if he ever used his friends, he'd probably have a lot more luck doing this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like considering how effective Karen has been this season, like with you know her whole side part of the story um you think if she knew he was daredevil like she would be way more helpful to him yeah it's almost like he needs a guy in the chair yeah yeah almost <laughs> but no 
Yeah. Is there double our loneliest hero? Um, I guess so. Yeah, because everyone else has like friends and advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I even think of like, even on the DC side of things, like Batman is notoriously a loner, but he still has, even when he doesn't have Robin, he has Alfred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everyone needs some sort of support from someone else, like for the things that they can't do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like specifically, yeah. Alfred would, you know, for Bat- in Batman's case, would like be on the computer and look stuff up, and you know, just <laughs> a second set of pairs, second pair of eyes, a second um, set of pairs, yeah, or that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other uh, other heroes, and I mean, so far in the MCU, yes, that's true for Daredevil. Um, I guess when uh, the Punisher gets a season one. I guess you could say he's the loneliest. Um, barely. Uh, no, I, and I don't want to get into it because too much he. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but he still has a support system. Yeah, you're right. He does. Uh, um. Yeah, he's the loneliest hero. Poor Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, he did to himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess the only other one, barely, if you want to count it this way. I'm not even sure we would count the character. Uh, but Bucky would be the only other one. And that's only up until Infinity War. Well, yeah, or... Yeah, or even Civil War. I mean... Or that's what I mean, up until Civil War. Okay. Yeah, one I mean, wars. I don't... Yeah, one of the wars. I forget that there are two wars back-to-back, kind of. <laughs> Not really. Um, yeah, except for I wouldn't... You're right. I wouldn't consider him a hero until, honestly, Infinity War. He doesn't do anything that heroic in Civil War. He fights He fights a guy who who he killed her parents. Yeah. Well, even in <laughs> Infinity War, to be fair, he doesn't do anything super heroic. He helps. He, he definitely uh, I mean, is... He does something added. as heroic as everyone who fights in Infinity War. There's no main hero. That's true, yeah. Um, he picks up Rocket and does a cool spinny thing, so <laughs> that's heroic. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and he makes a friend. Alright, there you go. So <laughs> He makes a friend. So he's he's one up on Daredevil, alright. Yep. Then yes. Well, uh, at, mm-hmm. Yeah, Cap is his support system. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so at this point in time, yes, Daredevil definitely the loneliest hero. Uh, especially as far as how this season is going, because he just keeps pushing everyone away. Last season, he, you know, he still had Foggy, at least. It's true. And, like, yeah, he's got Claire a little bit, but very infrequently, and only only when there are ninjas attacking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, when she knows it's actually him, uh, she is pissed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to be around him at all. Because right. of the drinking. It's true. Um. So yeah, so Matt goes uh to the sewers, right? Yes. And I like I like how the echo. You can tell the echoes of the sewers like messes with him, especially with the camera move of showing him out of focus briefly. Uh, shows you that he can't see correctly down here. Yeah. 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 It's really messing with him on that. 
Yeah, and I just like those little those camera tricks because they don't need to define. They don't need. We're past the days where um, Daredevil speaks to himself. It's like, oh, I can barely see down here because of the echoes or whatever he would say. <laughs> that's that's true. That is nice. Like comparing those two, you're like, oh, this completely conveys exactly the same thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then he searches for a while. Or do you have anything? Uh, well, I was kind of going to jump to something, basically the next thing. So he okay. eventually gets down a little bit further, and he finds um, a room, basically, and with a, a bunch of ninjas. So he starts fighting them. Uh, I guess he gets attacked in the tunnels before that. but So he starts fighting them, and he's getting his ass kicked because the hand ninjas lost their, or they, they dropped their swords, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, because they realized he knew about it. I don't exactly know how they... I think they figured out that he's blind, and those things make sounds. Okay, I'll... I'll I guess I'll take that. Maybe they... Oh, maybe they know how to fight Stick. And so then they were like, oh, maybe we yeah. fight him like Stick? Probably. Okay. So... Um, so, Daredevil hears... Um, oh, I already forgot. What did you call him? Stamp? Skip? Skip. So Daredevil and Skip kind of have a little conversation. So Skip is like, hey, um, what you need to do is listen for them to exhale. And then you know where they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so so here's my question for you, Tony. Yes. Sir. How does Daredevil know where people are? Like in general? Well, I'm guessing from their heartbeats, from what I hear from here. Yeah, exactly. Because all this time I've been assuming that he had like an echo location and he was able to tell like how tall they are, how, yeah. you know, where their arms are, because I mean, they mentioned it, that uh, he could tell when women are attractive. Yeah, exactly. Um, the scenes we don't see is when Matt stands in front of someone he just met and just screams on the top of his lungs to get the echo location. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not that good. He has to be in loud areas. So no, I, I feel as if, because we saw that from the out-of-focus camera, that he also can't see very well. The echoes are messing with him. So he was relying on a different aspect of sound to tell where these people are. Okay. I guess I guess that works. Cause... I feel like mm-hmm. it's possible that it's more like a funhouse mirror thing into to him. He can't tell where they all are. Or maybe like... um what Doctor Strange did to Thanos when he had like 14 of them around. You can't tell where the target is. Okay. I The only reason why I'm I'm hesitant on that, because, because you know, what you're saying does make sense. It, it especially makes sense inside the tunnel. Once they get into that room, I, I feel like mm-hmm. it, things are a bit more normal. Yeah, still echoey because it's large and lots of concrete. But, um, you know, there was that other time previously when him and Electro were fighting the ninjas at the what, Midland Circle. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is probably going to pop up a little bit later to, in uh, next week's episode that I haven't watched mm-hmm. yet. But uh, uh, I guess at this point in this episode, he learns how to fight them. So it doesn't matter anymore. He is forever better at fighting them. Less of a problem now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that, that's one of those things that I realized, like, I, I always assumed it was the echolocation of all of that. But I guess not yeah i think it's a few different things um i mean i think the only way we could do this is to make one of ourselves go blind and then train as a ninja and figure out how we fight things so nose goes oh, 
Um, <laughs> I mean, that is what uh, Charlie Cox did, right? He, he when he got the job, he went blind for a week. He like tied something around his eyes for a week or something. But yeah, okay. He <laughs> gouge out his eyes. I mean, that would have been the only way to be absolutely certain. But no, no, he half-assed it, apparently. Yeah. Damn it, Charlie. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all I have for Matt, because I feel like the rest of his stuff is really entwined with Electra. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, same, same here. I really just, it really bothered me, the echolocation thing. All right, yeah. let's move on. All right, moving on to Frank. All right. Frankie right. Frank. Frankie Frank. The first thing I have about him is not really when Frank is there, but more when uh, Schoonover is giving a description of him. Mm-hmm. You know, singing ki- kid songs, doing impressions of people. Um, We do get a little bit of, it's not a kid song, but a shining star, him rocking out to the kind of cheesy music. Oh, in last week's episode, yeah. Yeah, in last week's episode. But um, I feel like if the Punisher were doing an impression of me, it would be terrifying. <laughs> I, well, I feel like if the Punisher knew who I was, it would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but that was also before he became the Punisher, right? Like, that was when he was happy. It's true. And he enjoyed life. Now he's just miserable. Yeah, and murdery. That too. He might have been a little bit that before, but more in a different way. Um yeah. Less in a murder every one way. Yeah. And then, um, that's true. Very true. We all, he also describes, um, Frank as being able to, like, see into people's souls, like the little ticks and subconscious behaviors and stuff. Which is, like, is that something from the comics? Is that one of Punisher's skills? I don't actually know. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we brought that up last week when him and uh, Karen were talking, right? When he was like, mm-hmm. oh, Karen, you love Matt and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know, but it, it makes sense. Like, if it's not, it should be. Um, or we <laughs> could just assume it is. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Or after the show aired, they made it part of the comics. Yeah, that does happen a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you might know because I know you read uh, Punisher back in the day. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's I one mean, of those it's things. I mean, it's par for the course. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, blah, 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 something happens. Schoonover's in the car with Karen. And then Punisher saves her in the most Punisher way possible of driving a car into the car that Karen is driving. <laughs> I actually and don't hoping? know if, if... Huh? I was going to say, and hoping she makes it oh. out alive? Exactly. I actually don't know if Frank was in the car or he just like hit the gas and got out of the car, like put a brick or something on it. Uh, that's a good point. He did that and he just had the timing perfect. I mean, it might have. It wouldn't surprise me at all that Punisher could do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everything else <laughs> he aims is perfect. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that if he did that, he didn't want to get himself hurt, but he definitely wasn't that concerned about Karen. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah hmm. I just thought she, that come on man <laughs> she had a seatbelt yeah I mean he's I don't know if it happened in this show in this season or not but I definitely remember 
this version of Frank Castle being very concerned about seatbelts. It might be in the show. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And then he gets Schoon over. He gets the blacksmith. And he finds out that the whole conspiracy was bigger than just a drug deal. <gasps> but we'll never know because Frank kills him. Yeah, you know what? And uh, yeah. and actually, so so it's a little interesting. Um, uh, we we never see the Punisher like on screen, uh, like torturing people for an amount of time. Uh, we okay. saw that he did do it, right? Like I keep bringing up the season premiere where he had those uh, those gang guys, gang yeah, on the gang members, hooks. yeah, on the hooks, and just left them there to die. Um, so, you know, he, he does other stuff, but then he, he kind of gets over here to the blacksmith and um, and he just kills him like just one off shot, like and which is the Punisher, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. kind of normally how he does things. He's just like, all right, I'm I'm here to do this thing. OK, done. Moving on. Um, so that's so I'm wondering if that's like somewhat part of a transformation. Yeah, um, I don't know i think he uses his violence as a tool so if he needs to torture someone for information he'll do it but he doesn't want to do it gratuitously if there's no reason to yeah that makes sense okay yeah and also i mean he's smart enough take the guy out don't james bond villain him so he can escape somehow yeah i mean considering the last few times he got close to something like this you know daredevil showed up so maybe he just didn't want to chance it (laughs) Crap, 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 crap. Shoot him. <laughs> and now it's over. Punisher never has to kill anybody ever again. Oh, Yay. look. A wall full of guns. Or a room full of guns. <laughs> well, Very you know. Tempting. When, uh... Uh, yeah, I've got nothing. And, I, I wanted to go with some line, but I've, I've got nothing for that. Yeah, all right. And a bulletproof vest that looks vaguely like a skull. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just fate at that point. Like, he just, he has to. Like, everything else is skull-themed. It's in true. his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else about uh, our old friend Frank Castle before we move on? No, no, I, I think we're good. I mean, I gotta say, uh, it was great having him around. Too bad we'll never see his character again. His story arc is complete. Yep. Uh, he'll be missed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, moving on to our villains. After we get this guy who's a torturer and murderer, now we'll go to our villains. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you see why I was always on the fence. <laughs> yes, but but Karen believed in him, so I believed in him. All right. All right. I guess. (laughs) All right, the villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Kneel before me. Said. No! All right, uh, young Electra, who actually ends up being kind of on the good guy side at the end of this, 
So maybe it's all messed up. <laughs> Can't wait till we get to Luke Cage and we know who's a good guy and bad guy is. <laughs> At least for the most part. Yeah, that's true. It's all very, very nice and neat in, in that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't believe it till I rewatch it. <laughs> um. So yeah, we find out that Electra was murderous since she was like eight. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because well, didn't she tell Matt the other day like the first person she killed she was like twelve or something? Oh, did, yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was... Yeah, she could be 12. I'm like, yeah. thinking of that girl. I was like, is she 12? She could be 12. <laughs> yeah, either way, um, she had no problem taking down those people. Um, and also, that whole conversation between uh, Stamp and <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> what did you call Skip. him? Skip. Skip. Okay. <laughs> Never gonna remember this. Uh, the conversation between Skip and the other guy. The, the other guy was like, "You know, she needs some refining um, and some more discipline." But I think she'll be a good fighter. No, she's having no problem taking on three adults. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, she's like, "What? What? What do you mean by refining? Like, I, I guess refining like a better fighter, sure. But she's she's twelve. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, holy crap. She she's not going to kill everybody right now. She'll just kill one guy." Now, refinement will mean she can kill 12 guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's like, we get the end, we find out she's a black sky. We get like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why I've been murdering people ever since I was little. That explains everything. Like, no, it's because you were a trained assassin. <laughs> that explains it. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, when I was 12... I liked mm-hmm. rollerblading. Now, I didn't stick with it, but otherwise, I would be at the X Games right now, I'm sure. Her, yeah. when she was 12, you know, she uh, was going through training for murder uh, and, you know, other assassin type of activities. And she did stick with it. So, you know, same thing. She did make it to the X Games of Assassins. She did. Yeah, I don't know what the X Games of Assassins is, but she made it's it. The, the War of the Chase versus the Hand. Oh, yeah, it's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no trophies, though, so that kind of sucks. I mean, there are probably trophies. Um, what about that big giant urn? <laughs> the blood urn. <laughs> I guess that's true. Everyone's fighting for the blood urn. They all <laughs> want first place. <laughs> yep. Who's in the lead right now? <laughs> Um, you know, it's really close. I, I like even if whoever is in the lead, it's like uh it's like basketball in the lead, you know, one team is up by two points and yeah. it just keeps going back and forth. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. I think the chase is winning cuz right now the black sky is on their side. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, by the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um again, like a strong character i'm not even sure if i'd call her a villain we do feel for her because she does have like these extreme abandonment issues she's abandoned by her father or father figure and then she's abandoned by matt and now she's about to get an army of devoted followers so yeah that'd be tempting yeah yeah i mean well so she kind of did this thing that i hate and i I think i've complained about it on the show before (laughs) we talk about like a character who they're like, oh, from birth, this is what I'm meant to be. I guess I have to do it. 
I have to lead these people to murder others. Like, uh, it, no, you can choose. There's free will. Like, yeah. I'm actually reading a book series right now, which I know you're not into fantasy, so I will not recommend it to you. Okay. <laughs> but it's uh, it's called um, The Wheel of Time is a series. It's like oh, a okay. 15 book those. fantasy yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, but the whole premise is this kid, this little farm boy, is destined to be like a warlord that will end the world. And the whole series is about him fighting it. And then, I mean, I'm only on the third book out of 15, but I'm assuming slowly falling into the darkness. Even though he's choosing not to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 like this. It's a reverse of the chosen one Star Wars style theory. Okay, got it. But you know, he's at least knowing that he can try to change it. Versus <laughs> in this case, Electra is like, uh, all right, I guess I have to. Uh, no point in fighting it. Well, that's the thing. It's like tell these destined children what they're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then teach them why it's bad. Exactly. And then or don't them... train her to be an assassin. Oh, no. I mean, you can't get around that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. She has to be trained as an assassin now. All right, fine. I guess she'll learn the skills to do this horrible thing that she's destined to do. Exactly. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Does she steal their awesome um katana? Like she she takes it and then does she just run away with it? <laughs> uh no, she does not. So I have a uh uh something here um Are we t- so we're talking about Electra now in this she Yeah, I mean I've been talking about Electra for a while. Okay. But or, for for some reason I have her in my guy in the chair notes and I I probably just put that in the wrong spot. Anyway, um, so I had this note at one point while they were escaping, like she was Mm -hmm. saving stick. um, And so she was like killing a bunch of ninjas on the way out. Um, One guy. Oh, no, you're right. She did steal the sword. So, yeah, because I have it written down in my notes. Um, There was one guy who was like kneeling down to give her his sword. And uh, she just kills him on the way out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I feel like this is like going in for a job interview and then stealing the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, Tony, imagine it this way. Uh, okay. You go in for, for a job interview and you're, you're yes. okay, like whatever career it might be, uh, you are a teacher. So let's go with that example. Uh, so you go in for job interview, you're going to be a teacher. And they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, hey, uh, you know, you, uh, Tony, are like perfect. You should be leading this entire school um and you should be teaching everyone to be um evil assassins and you're like hmm it sounds tempting it is the thing that i was born to do but nope not gonna do it and then you just walk out and you grab a chalkboard on the way out (laughs) i mean the only thing wrong with that is we use whiteboards now but not chalkboards but you know what that's completely (laughs) accurate to every other moment of my life But why would I say no, then steal the chalkboard? Because you need one. (laughs) It's the only way to get out. (laughs) The only way to get out. (laughs) Well, actually, in Electra's case, she she did need a weapon to get out. So didn't she have her size? Um, I don't know, but you know, cool sword. 
No, no, I'm not going to say I don't have a sword. Yeah. I just say uh, it's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't actually know. I guess she did. Yeah, you're right. She did have them. Because she had it when she was fighting Stick earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Or Stamp or whatever his name is. His name is Skip. <laughs> I'm never going to remember that. I keep saying Stamp, too. I don't know why that's what stuck with me. <laughs> uh. Oh. Yeah, it's because Skip... I tried to say Stick and Escape, which was the end of my summary at the same time. Ah, uh, okay. That makes skip. sense. <laughs> now you're making me think of Terrence Stamp. Who's that? Who, um, he plays Zod in the original two Superman movies, oh. and he was also Chancellor Valorum in Star Wars Episode One. Oh, okay. Yeah, he would play a good stick. He would, yeah. yeah. Or skip. <laughs> uh, righty. I don't really have much uh, else to talk about, Electra. No, neither do I. Um, the only other person I have for villains is Schoonover. And the fact that he is the blacksmith. All right. And I was going to bring that up. Um, They never actually officially say he's the blacksmith, do they? Or did I just completely miss that? I don't think they do. But he does heavily imply that that other blonde-haired kid was working for him as the blacksmith. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that they, like, had enough evidence in there that we're supposed to just assume but i just wanted to make it clear they never officially said it so maybe he's so. not it's possible he was working for someone else it is and possible. then and then that person just like well everyone else is dead i'm getting out of here yeah i mean it's possible we'll never know because we'll never see the punisher again because he's completed yeah. his mission that's true yeah oh, well. um my one note about him is we should have known he was a bad guy because he's played by clancy brown who only plays bad guys <laughs> that's true yeah he uh oh, i'm trying to remember uh that's right uh, when we last saw him when he was uh at castle's trial you you looked up like all the characters that he does and he did like a yeah. bunch of voiceovers right as villain characters yeah he did, uh, well he's i'm um, not i don't want to go through all of them mm-hmm. because i don't remember all of them and we've already said that's that. fair yeah but, but <clears throat> i know he voiced lex luther he voiced surter in um thor ragnarok um, he's the bad uh, guard in Shawshank Redemption, one of my favorite movies. Um, he's the red guy in that one episode of The Mandalorian where they break the guy out of the prison ship. The guy okay, with the horns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a bunch uh, of bad guys. <laughs> all right, gotcha. Yeah, all right, makes sense. Yeah, that's all I have for him. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. All right. Uh, anything else? Any other villain stuff? Because I've got one on Nobu. Um, no, but go ahead. We didn't really talk about him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so last week, uh, you had asked, "Is it easier to kill the ninjas once they've died at least once?" Um, and in this episode, I guess yes, because uh, Daredevil didn't have much trouble fighting Nobu. Like he knocks but, him over. But on the other hand, Nobu didn't die. That's true. He, he didn't die. Also, he didn't have a weapon. Um, and I feel like he really uses that weapon when he's fighting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's really the blade thing that gives him the edge. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Like, fighting Daredevil? Oh, yeah. No problem. When there's nothing stabbing him, uh, Daredevil's yeah, a lot more Slicing him up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I have for him. All right. <sighs> Ready to move on? 
Yeah. Let's move on to our ad break. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so, Tony, uh, like me, you are childless. Uh, and someday that may change. Uh, have you ever considered adoption? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, same here. You know, I think it's a really good idea. No need to create more humans when there's so many already. Um, and that is where today's sponsor comes in. If you want to adopt a child, uh, then our friends at Stamps Adoption Services have your back. Do you want to add a family member with the ability to murder your enemies? How about just maiming them instead? Or at the very least, someone who can win at American Ninja Warrior. Not the Japanese one. That one's too hard. <laughs> if you said yes to any of these, you might have some problems. After seeing a licensed therapist, you should call Skip's Adoption Services. Use promo code MCU Rewind and Stick will actually be around when you adopt the child. Normally, he just leaves when he hears people walking up. <laughs> it's fair. Also, we are so far away from from his actual name. Yes. <laughs> uh, I said it once correctly in the ad read. <laughs> the last time yeah because <laughs> i couldn't remember which one to use so all righty uh moving on to our supporting characters guy in the chair don't do anything stupid until i get back how can i taking all the stupid with you no 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 not those three wombats no way mm-hmm who do you want to start with? Because I guess we've got um, quite a few. I I only have notes for two of them. I've only got notes for Foggy and Karen. So, we can start with Foggy, because he's up first. Alright, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we talked about Foggy knowing about the railroad tr- tunnels. Uh-huh. And that his father was a bootlegger. His grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. I just want to see a show about him. <laughs> about the grandpa. Bootlegger Nelson. <laughs> that could be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh maybe like maybe like a, a mini series, like four or five episodes, and, and it's probably good. Yeah. At that and point. he's being chased after by the gold the ghost rider of the time. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then it turns out it's a smash hit, and then they just keep making mini series, and then there's like twenty years of this and uh someday our future children are like oh uh, you know this is like a really good show i wonder how it all started and they're like well if you'd like you can listen to these old podcasts um we used to do and they're like no nah, we're, we're just gonna watch the stuff and they're like oh, yeah. okay that's, yeah, that's how i thought it would go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i could that could be fun yeah or maybe just it doesn't actually actually the more that i think about it <laughs> <laughs> um i'd be like why the hell are they making this about foggy nelson's grandfather couldn't it just be any character like that show uh, about pennyworth about alfred when he was young it has nothing to do with batman yeah yeah um so did you watch any of that i did not okay um i was a little tempted mm-hmm. just because, because i thought it'd be kind of cool hmm? it's because he shares the name with you uh, I mean, that's a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. it, it actually looked a little interesting. Uh, but then it just kind of like, 
it, it it's it's gonna I'm assuming it does one of those like prequel things that I hate where they just have to tie as much as they can into the story that we know, right? Like mm-hmm. um in Han Solo, like or in a solo, um you know, they tied <laughs> a like Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> they tied like everything we know about him as a character into that one movie and which means like everything about him as a character happened within a month or something. Like they, true. They, they could leave a few things out. So <laughs> just one of those things yeah. that like, you know, it adds up. It gets annoying. Uh, no, they're good ways to make, we've talked about prequels before. They're good ways to yeah. make prequels and they're bad ways to make prequels. Yeah. Um, pretty much. I think if you take place in the world, but don't have any of the characters who are in that world, then it's a good prequel. Like um, the Dark Crystal TV show. I'm not sure if you watched that. Uh, I haven't, no. Yeah. Well, it takes place like a thousand years before the Dark Crystal. So oh, it's like, okay. none of these characters are alive anyway, so we know that nothing happens. Or we know, we don't know what happens, pretty much. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Which is, which is nice. Um, too bad. I mean, I'm sure that's not how things will work out with, you know, maybe other things. <laughs> so I saw like a, a rumor, um, I don't know, like a month ago or, and you know, this is one of those like rumors I'm, I'm really hoping isn't going to happen because, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, the rumor was the next set of three Star Wars movies are going to happen thousands of years before the stories that we know. And like, yeah, all right. If it happens, oh, well, you know, again, none of the characters that we have, but they're still going to sneak in those things <laughs> that we already know about that black light lightsaber. That one's going to show up. I'm sure other yeah. things probably, I don't know what else. Which I don't, that doesn't bug me. Like, I liked Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Because all I knew about Newt Scamander is he wrote a book. <laughs> I don't know yeah. when he dies. <laughs> yeah, true. That, that was actually fun. Because that was so different. It had nothing yeah. to do with everything. And then the but, sequel was, okay, now let's tie this completely <laughs> yeah. to everything I think else. I hated the second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess, I guess... We're, we're done with our foggy pitch because we really backed out of that one quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot we were talking about anything. All right. Uh, who's the other character? Karen? Karen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to like brief rundown of her. I mean, so she, I mean, she was interesting because she like, basically when this episode starts, she did not want to do anything anymore. She really wanted to just give up on the story and not do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, also sleep. Um, she was looking forward to um, instead that editor guy whose name I don't remember. He was like, no, 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 you don't need sleep. You need to work. Cause I think I'm still paying you, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But he does convince her to like actually finish the story. Otherwise, you know, all that work is for nothing. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like we like crapped a little bit <laughs> on Karen last episode, but she's also she also quits kind of easily too. <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, I mean, she she did quit the job at the law firm. To be oh, fair, yeah. because the two lawyers left it, so it really was just her. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of gonna give her that uh for being down about the story especially when she started saying that she needs to sleep a lot like she needs some energy that's fair it's gonna mess yeah, with you it's true mm-hmm. i mean not everyone can be daredevil 
Yeah, exactly. Only one, maybe three people. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, technically, she never even had a job at the um the newspaper office until that moment when Ellison tells him to tells her to stay. Um. But yeah, I'm not sure that I have anything else to do with Karen. Um, how about you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've got nothing. I mean, really just that, um, you know, she, uh, you know, actually I do have one other thing. Um, yeah. So this is kind of that trope where, you know, the, they, where one of the characters of the show finds out who the bad guy is, right? When she realizes who the blacksmith is, because she sees the, you know, the pictures, she recognizes the dead body. Um, and she like gives away basically that she knows it was him. Um, and like if she was better at it, she could have just kept asking questions like, all right, cool. Hey, thanks a lot. You know, I'm going to get this uh, story. I'm going to try really hard to get this out on Sunday. Cause you know, it's Friday night and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, you'll see it. Thanks a lot for your help. And then leaves. But no, <laughs> she's all like, gets a little squirrely and she's like stumbling yeah. over her questions. Yeah. She's not very smooth. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> And the, I mean, I think as soon as she like her eyes glanced over it, Schoonover would have been like, "Well, you're dead," because <laughs> he was yeah, he true. was ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, I mean, he had that gun in his office, which I assume is probably just always in there. But mm-hmm. is it? Like, did he just <laughs> have it ready for her? Like, she's coming. Hey, I want to ask you some questions about Frank. Oh yeah, come on down. I'll just pull this gun out to kill you. I guess. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah alright alright I think it's time to move on um, to our final 12% of the episode Stark Tower is your baby give yourself 12% credit 12% an argument can be made for 15 12% well, I my baby did do all the heavy lifting literally I lifted the heavy things you know I'm 12 minutes older than you <laughs> go what percentage I don't know 12%. 12%?! <laughs> that is not a plan! It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Alrighty. Uh, and like last week, I don't have anything else. I kind of brought up all the miscellaneous things that I have up into the earlier yeah. sections. How about you? I've got one one thing. Um, I just want to compliment and call out the makeup artists. Those bruises on Frank's face always look so believable and like half healed and stuff like that. <laughs> well, those are real. Uh, everyone oh, else, they? it's makeup. Just on on him specifically. Yeah, yeah, I believe it, hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, that was a short twelve percent. It's probably mm-hmm. less than twelve percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all righty, Tony. Let's rate the episode. Right. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? How do you think we should do it? Al, how many katanas would you give this episode? (laughs) Um, I really like the episode. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it four and a half. Okay. 
Yeah, I like the episode as well, but not that much. I mean, we are leading up to the end, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give it just four even. Okay, All right. that's fair. Yeah. That's probably better because, like, when you have a broken sword, then you gotta you gotta dispose of it properly, and it's a hassle. You, you don't just throw it that's out, true. right? You have to like wrap it, and like it's it's a whole thing. Um, you're better off like taking it to a place, like, hey, there's a knife in here. Like, uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> cool. Well, then in that case. Let's wrap this up. All right, everyone. Um, join us next week. Uh, we will finish out the season. We'll be on episode 13 of season two of Daredevil, A Cold Day in Hell's Kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. And then like everything else that we've said, you know, follow us on at Twitter. We're at MCU underscore rewind and uh, give us ratings and all of that other fun stuff we said at the beginning of the episode. So uh, until we speak next time, this has been the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for uh, season two, episode 12 of Daredevil The Dark at the End of the Tunnel. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. We'll get back to the world. Everybody has fun.